0: Less booze, more breakthroughs. My creative career took off when I cut back on alcohol and today I'm giving you all the tips and tricks I used so you can do the same. Welcome to Elevated Frequencies, the show that gives you access to the next level of house and techno so you can explore an elevated lifestyle. If you work in nightlife or you just enjoy going to clubs or shows, you know that alcohol is practically synonymous with this lifestyle. Alcohol is a way for people to open up, especially introverted artists in a scene that can be so overwhelming. As an introvert myself, uh, with trauma that stems back from my high school days. Alcohol is like, it it was a way to mask how I really felt when I was out. It was kind of like my protective crutch, if you will. That is until last year when I took a little hiatus from drinking and my life changed for the better. Today we're going to talk about some of the benefits of drinking less, how it affects your ability to be in the nightlife scene because it does and some tips on how to develop a healthier relationship with booze. Everything I'm talking about comes from personal experience, and I'm going to mention it all from the good, the bad, and the ugly. So in January of 2022, TikTok began feeding me a lot of low-alcohol content, like beyond dry January, like full-blown sobriety, low-alcohol-for-life type of thing. And I remember seeing these videos, and I was like, couldn't be me, right? Could not be me. I was not abusing alcohol at that point. Like I was during the pandemic, like I wasn't pounding white claws for no reason anymore, but I still love my mocktails and you know, my wine and cheese nights with my husband. And so I was like, I can't do this. Um, And then in May of 2022, it was time for my rhinoplasty. And so in April, a couple weeks, four weeks before the surgery, my surgeon said to me, starting today and until four weeks after your surgery, you cannot have alcohol, among other things. And I was like, oh, okay, all right then. And if you've had a rhinoplasty and you're listening to this and you're like, that, that sounds fake, like I didn't have to do that. Maybe you didn't. My surgeon is very conservative with his recovery approach, and I'm very glad that he is because it was like this canon event for me to go low alcohol. So, you know, at first it was kind of hard. Um, but within two weeks of like doing this, I was like, Waking up, and I was like, damn, like I feel really good right now. And then three weeks in, I was waking up and I was like, wow, my skin, my skin looks really clear, and I haven't done anything different. I guess this probably has to do with like not drinking. And then I got my nose job and all hell broke loose. I'm going to throw up a picture. So if you're watching, you can see it here. If you're listening, I highly encourage you to come find this on YouTube because this is one of the most embarrassing pictures of me ever. <laughs> my skin was a nightmare. I had bruises. I had a rash from like the cast. It was, it was a lot, but it cleared up all as well now. Um, and I decided to extend that four week post rhino period of no drinking even longer. I think like it was like six or seven weeks. And I remember the first time I had a drink, it was a glass of wine with my husband and it put me on my ass and I'm like, Oh great. This is my life now. Um, but you know, I'm continuing to see these low alcohol and like mocktail companies pop up on TikTok and I find one called Bon Buzz, and I'm like, ooh, this looks fun. And Bon Buzz is this awesome company. They formulate their different mocktail, like they have a, a couple different um flavors in their line, and they formulate them with new tropics and green tea caffeine. And so I reached out and I was like, hey, here's my story. And I would love to work together. Are you interested? And the founder, Faye, who's an angel and now a friend of mine is like, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. So I started making videos for them. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like I can actually like enjoy being in a social setting and have my own little drink and not have to worry about a hangover. Um, so that's how it all started. That surgery was the catalyst for me living a low alcohol life. And I want to clarify, um, because low alcohol means something different for everybody, I used to probably have like, like four to six drinks a weekend or like 20 drinks a month. Okay. Now I'm having two to four a month. And for me, that's low alcohol. Sometimes I go 30 to 45 days with nothing. I'll just do like little, little dry runs or cleanses. Um, but two to four drinks a month. And like, it's funny. Cause I'll post on TikTok and I'll, and I'll say that. And people are be like, oh, that, well, that's not low alcohol. Okay. Susan, what works for you is, is different than what works for me. Two to four drinks a month, max. That's what low alcohol means to me. Um, you know, it can mean something different for everybody. So this is not medical advice. I'm not giving medical advice in this podcast episode. Um, this has nothing to do with addiction. That's a different story. This is simply advice for people who want to change their relationship with alcohol, but still be connected or work in The nightlife industry. So I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Living a low alcohol lifestyle is not always easy, especially if you work in the industry, you're an artist, or you just enjoy nightlife. I'm going to talk about that later because I feel like it would be a disservice not to mention it, but first I want to talk about the good stuff, the positives of going low alcohol. Um, So some immediate benefits of significantly cutting down booze. I'm going to tell you what happened to me. Number one, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. My skin got instantly clearer. Right away, I noticed less redness on my cheeks and my chin. I'm wearing makeup now if you're looking at me, so it's hard to you know see that. But I do have mild rosacea that can flare up with whatever I eat or drink or whatever. And a lot of that went away from cutting down booze. And my eyes just seemed brighter. Like I seem more awake now than I ever did before. And I'm not just talking about like immediately the days after I drink, I'm talking about like the long-term effect. My skin has looked so good and, and my eyes. Okay. Number two, the quality of my sleep has skyrocketed. I used to have a horrible teeth grinding problem. Um, and I still do on occasion when I'm stressed, but it mostly was related to alcohol drinking, right? Like I would grind my teeth in my sleep after I drank and then I'd wake up with these horrible migraines and then I would take ibuprofen and it'd be this whole like trifecta of problems. I have experienced significantly less headaches because I'm not grinding my teeth and I'm just sleeping better in general. It's a good quality of sleep. There's scientific evidence out there that shows how alcohol affects your sleep. It's, it's awful. Um, so the sleep has been a lot better. And then number three, a lot of my gut issues have cleared up. Um, I am now dealing with something called SIBO, which I've talked a little bit about on my TikTok. It's a different story. Uh, but when I cut down on booze, I stopped taking so much ibuprofen, like I said, that wrecks your gut. Um, and then obviously the late night eating that comes with it. Alcohol is just not good for your gut microbiome. Um, and so cutting cutting back on that, I just noticed in general the, the look of my body and just the feel of my like my stomach organ has been so much better. Uh, Number four, my mental health improved so much. Like so much is actually crazy. I used to obsess over counting calories for one. And when you're drinking, you know, so many drinks, you're like, oh my God, I have to drink this skinny drink or whatever, which doesn't actually matter when you're drinking like six to eight of them a night. Um, But now that I save my alcohol intake for special occasions, I can indulge in like these really tasty cocktails guilt-free, right? So my mental health isn't suffering from that. And I don't have anxiety, anxiety is so real. And the effects last, not just the day after you drink, but like multiple days after you might not realize it. You, you might not realize that you're more irritable than, than you would be, but you are that stuff lasts for, for a long time. So You know, little shit that used to like worry me sick is not even a blip on the radar anymore. And this has been really pivotal, pivotal for me growing my business. Like if I had anxiety all the time, I don't think I could have grown my business. Um, Number five, I don't do or say things I regret anymore. And that's self-explanatory. Like I said, I, I can't, I can't express this enough. I don't think, you know, in January of 2022, I started my business and in May, June is really when it started to ramp up and I directly correlate that to drinking less. I feel like having a clear mind and not letting my judgment be clouded by nights out where I'm heavily drinking or anxiety, like that is how I've achieved business goals so much faster. Um, you know, I, it's so ingrained in our society that I don't think a lot of people realize that it is affecting their potential and their ability to grow in their career, love life, personal goals, whatever whatever it may be. Um, so if you're a DJ or an artist or any sort of creative and you feel like you're stuck in your career, I'm not saying that this is the reason, but maybe, maybe the alcohol is contributing to it. So maybe it's worth exploring if you can change your relationship with alcohol. So you may be thinking at this point, there's no way I can do this. Like that all sounds nice and fine and good, but I can't. Like I can't do this. How am I going to enjoy the scene, work in a club, DJ a gig, completely sober? And trust me, those concerns are valid. As a 31 year old who's both worked in the scene and just been a spectator, like my tolerance for being in large groups of people and dance floors, you know, shoulder to shoulder, getting bumped into is already very low and then when you throw in being sober into the mix, it's pretty much I have a zero tolerance tolerance, tolerance policy. Um I've thrown down for battle service and only drank water just to have my own space. I'm like, yep, here's here's 150, 200 bucks. Let me sit at this table. I will drink my water and I will be happy because I want to see this DJ and I don't want to be bumped into. But that's obviously not feasible all the time. Um, I also paid an insane amount of money for icon tickets at ARC. And I think I had two glasses of champagne all weekend. But I did that because I wanted the space. It is what it is. So I paid a lot of money for all-inclusive drinks and had two all weekend. Your tolerance for stupid behavior just Dr- like dramatically reduces when you stop drinking alcohol or you're sober at events. Like you'll get so irrationally irritated with people who are just having a good time. Like they're just trying to have fun and you're annoyed with them. And that's the honest truth. I'm not going to lie about that. There's no reason to lie about that because if you try this and experience it, I don't want you to come back at me and be like, Hey, you didn't tell me that this part fucking sucks. Um, that's why if you ever see anybody at a club or a venue and they have a sour look on their face, like just show them a little empathy. Cause everyone's probably being really annoying. Um, what you have to unfortunately understand is that you are the one going against the grain. If you choose not to drink, you're the odd one out and everyone else is just acting like within the, like, like they're being drunk assholes where being a drunk asshole is tolerated and accepted and expected. So you, it's really not them. It's you. And you also have to be okay with that. Um, so what you'll find is it is if you take this journey, you're going to be more selective about the events that you go to. And if you work in the scene, you're just going to have to set some boundaries for how your night's going to go. Maybe you don't go to the pregame and you just meet people at the venue, you know, or you bring, bring your mocktails. We'll get into some, some tips next, but you know, maybe that boundary is you don't hang out with certain people because that's all they want to do. It really makes you take a hard look at what you're doing in life, who you're surrounding yourself with. And sometimes things got to change and that's for the best. There are some really cool places in Chicago. I shouted them out on my social last week, uh, where you can get some awesome mocktails as well. So go check that out. Mocktails are becoming so commonplace in the city, which I love. So if you're, you know, you're working and you want it to look like you have a drink so nobody harasses you and tries to give you a drink. Like mocktails are such a great way. And nobody, nobody knows the difference. Nobody's paying that close attention. Okay, let's get into some tips on how you can do this low alcohol thing. Cause that is what you're here for, I'm assuming. So number one, you're going to try to do a four week detox. Let me clarify. I am not an all or nothing type of girl. I think life should be lived in moderation, period. Again, we're not talking about addiction here. We're just talking about people who want to change their relationship. Moderation is key to any happy life. But if you can detox your body for four weeks uh, and then document those changes, like write down all the things you're experiencing, whether it's you know physical, mental, whatever, this is going to give you the motivation to go low alcohol long-term. I promise you, you're you're going to see changes in four weeks. You just will. Like everybody does, scientifically proven. Okay. So keep a journal and take notes of those changes and really try to stick to that detox. Number two, you're going to find a mocktail brand that you like. I already talked about Bond Buzz. Um, so they have two flavors there's an original and like a sweet heat flavor, which I love, especially for the holidays. Um, they just came out with these cutie little cans too. Um, So you can take those with you to pregame at other people's houses. There's so many mocktail brands out there. I just went to an event at a mocktail shop. It was like a mocktail making class. And this mocktail shop had like, I couldn't even count, like over 50 mocktail brands. They're everywhere now. Find one you like. And some of them even have low percentage alcohol. So very, very low ABV. Uh, Like, I don't know, but very, very low. So you can play around and find out what works for you. Ritual is a great brand. They have like, instead of their own spirit, they have like a non-alcoholic tequila, a non-alcoholic whiskey. So it kind of tastes like what you're used to, but without alcohol. Um, Number three, this is one of my favorite tricks. Alcohol, in my opinion, is the gateway to more alcohol. So um, you have one and it's like the floodgates open, right? So every time you go out to dinner or a club or whatever it is, start with a mocktail. So either get a mocktail, it's on the menu. If they don't have, have one, get a Topo Chico with lemon and lime or Sprite or whatever. Um, they won't care, you know, like ask for it in a f- fancy glass. They won't care. Just be like, can I have this in a wine glass? Whatever it is to make you feel better. Start with a mocktail. Um, and if you want to drink after that, go for it. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But at least you've eaten up some of that time. And you're starting off with a little bit of mindfulness. Uh, number four. If you're going to a house party, same concept applies. Either start with a mocktail or if you don't want a mocktail, you know you want to drink that day. Wait an hour, be at the party for an hour before you open a drink. Because when you automatically reach for something, because it's like what everyone else is doing, it's easy to get distracted and just kind of continue the night drinking, like always having something in your hand, especially when you're at a house party, that's kind of what everyone's doing. So you practice a little bit of mindfulness in the beginning um, and even just from a logistical standpoint, like you're going to have less drinks cause you're waiting an hour. So mindfulness and a little bit of discipline. And then number five, find a sober or low alcohol community. Like I said, I just went to a mocktail making class, um, from a, a brand called absence of proof and do these classes all over the country. Super fun. Um, so yeah, having an accountability partner makes things so much easier. Sobriety in the scene is becoming very, commonplace. A lot of artists are sober and are open about it. So I guarantee you can find somebody that you already know who's also trying to drink less. And if you're not, like I said, maybe it's time to change your circle and maybe it's, it's time to find some new people to hang out with. So it's really important. I mentioned, I still have drinks from time to time. I've said that multiple times in this podcast. Um, I just really make sure that it's worth the investment. The time investment, the time I could potentially be stealing from myself the next day if I have, you know, a drink or two, um, the calorie investment, the mental investment—all of those things I take into consideration before I have a drink. It's all about approaching alcohol with just a little bit of mindfulness, because drinking can be such a mindless activity, especially when you're out and about, or you know, you're trying to get through a long night when you work in the scene. Mindfulness. In, is the answer mindfulness and moderation. So if you're looking for more tips or you just want to connect, I post about low alcohol on TikTok all the time, from mocktail videos to observations to to more tips. I am at TikTok at Olivia Mancuso with two underscores. You can find me on Instagram at the same handle. Uh, I will be back next week with another interview, so I'm looking forward to that, and I will see you guys next week.